Welcome back to Keepers of the Word. You're here with Mike and James. We put What's another on, great show for you two guys today. But before we get into it, we'd like to thank our viewers, all the people that support us, and 10 Fathom Designs for producing this. Make sure you follow all of our social media outlets, Twitch being our favorite. Hit the subscribe button, turn, off, turn on the notifications to stay up to date with our new content. The views and topics of Keepers of the Word are solely our opinions and do not reflect the opinions of any Masonic Lodge or Grand Lodge. Today, you have me and James. And James, let's get started on Adam, Lilith, and his side chick Eve. All right. So there's a, there's a lot here. <clears throat> yes, there is a lot. There's a ton. It's gonna be, this, this could have been like 15 episodes, but of course we can't do that. No. So let's, let's, you know what? Yeah. Let's start at the beginning. Let's, right? let's, let's do the beginning. So we, we yeah. have Adam here. So Adam's going to be the main main guy here. Okay. <clears throat> so Adam was the first man created from God or the Elohim, however you want to read your, your Bible or whatever version you're, you're reading it from. So we're going to quote the Bible really quick. And Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So it's pretty cool. So in, in this intro here in Genesis 2-7, you have Adam being created. You have God breathing into his nostrils. This is why when we meditate, we breathe in through our nose and out through our mouth. Um, this has a lot of connotation. Just, just this little paragraph here. But Adam is, is created again. You know, he's created multiple times. He's created tw at least twice, which caused a lot of confusion Amongst a lot of people, a lot of scribes, a lot of uh, theologians, and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> so why was he made twice? You know, the Elohim say, you know, let us make man in our image. Let us do that. Let us make him look like us. And then uh, you have him, and he's there, and he's he's hanging out, and he's doing his thing. And they're like, kind of like, cool man. We just made a little little man, a little homunculi. And uh, they uh, they wanted to give him something. You know, let's let's give him. Something because they ask him, go name all the animals. And he starts naming all the animals. And he, at the end of that, he goes, you know, two by two, two by two. They're all two by two. But Adam is one by one. I'm only one. And then the angels are like, oh, man, he kind of notices that, man. Like, what's going on? And they're like mumbling, going on. And different uh, from the Talmud, Talmud to the Midrash to Sumerian texts. Like, they're all a little bit different. From Adapu to Ad you know, Adam, the red man, red earth, red clay. Adama. Adama, what, what they call him, you know, and stuff like that. But you get a, a general sense once you read all these different viewpoints or, or cultural significance of, of Adam and his background story. Um, so he knows this, I only have 
one of me and there's two of, of all animals. So they say, hey, you know, man is going to be alone, you know, so let us make man uh, uh, a, a person for him. So they cut Adam in half. So they actually split him half. This is going to be in other texts that are not going to be um, in the normal canon, the normal 66 books. Um, you may find hints of it in the book of Jubilees, which is going to be basically Genesis, a larger, more in-depth, uncut version of Genesis, um, which I highly recommend to anybody who likes Genesis and all the cool stories in there. If you want to know more stories or more about the stories you do like, please read book of Jubilees. Uh, but basically, they split him in half. So they take him equally from the backside. So from the head down to his heels, they peel him apart. So that it's equal on the right and equal on the left. And they made Lilith um, also in their image. And they were equal. So they had all the same body parts. They had all the same stuff, you know, all the same organs. And what I mean by that is they had everything. They had so all. you said Lilith. So you're telling me that there was some woman before Eve. Yes. So Lilith is, Lilith is Adam's first wife. So... Um, Ooh, a lot of people don't know about that too. So let's let's talk about Lilith then. Let's let's dive into that. Where can we find Lilith? So Genesis one twenty seven. So wait a minute. Genesis one twenty seven. This is before Genesis two seven, where Adam and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So what happens in Genesis one twenty seven? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Wait a minute. 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 We're, we're creating Adam here. Them. But it's them. Was it the first them? Right. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, specifically, yes. So male and female created he them. So then it goes Genesis one twenty eight, And God blessed them. And God said unto them. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So that's Genesis one twenty seven and Genesis one twenty eight. So there are now two human beings on the planet, both male and female, created he them. And now they're running around and he tells them, go be fruitful and multiply. So be fruitful and multiply. So the first commandment that they give to them is to procreate, um, which is something that I think in further episodes um, I will, this is an ongoing command from God that is in pretty much all religions everywhere at the source of the why religion was made. Procreate, you know, procreate, procreate. To procreate, correct. correct. So, you know, when people say there's no sex in religion, um, that's 100% BS. And... I will take any time off to prove anybody wrong at any moment, at any given time, anywhere, any place, in less than a minute. <laughs> so I have no problem doing that. That's just, it is what it is, you know? Um, so people go, well, Lilith isn't real. They made that up, you know? That's why she's not in the Bible, but she is in the Bible, right? Well, they don't say Lilith. They don't talk about Lilith or anything like that. Okay, all right, cool. So in the game of religious Jenga, where Christianity is at the top of Jenga and borrowed from everybody else, built on everything else, we got to start removing those pieces, right? So let's remove the top pieces and let's go down a little bit further. But me being James, me being a 
bookworm. Let's just go all the way down to the bottom. Let's go to the very first um, reference. So let's see. The first reference ever of Lilith ever in humanity written down anywhere is going to be Inanna and the Hulupu tree. So it's like Hulu, Hulu, and Poo, Hulupu tree. <clears throat> so I'm going to read uh, a little quote from Inanna and the Hulupu tree. And this is a story which you guys can Google right now on your phone, on whatever you guys got. Ask, you know, Amazon, whatever. What's her name? Echo. Ask all those, whatever you got. Bring it up. Look at it. Okay. So it says, at that time, it was planted a tree, a single tree, by the banks of the great river, uh, by the great river, uh, Inki the father did plant the Hulupu tree. The god of wisdom, he planted it by the banks of the Euphrates. So the god of wisdom planted one tree specifically by the river banks of the Euphrates. The tree was Nurtured by the waters of the Euphrates, the whirling south wind arose and blew upon the tree, pulling at its roots and ripping at its branches until the waters of the, of the waters of the Euphrates carried away. A young woman who walked in fear of no man and would not be owned plucked the tree from the river and spoke, I shall bring this tree to Uruk. I shall plant this tree in my holy garden. Jeez, that sounds a little familiar, right? Then we continue. Then a serpent who could not be charmed made its nest in the roots of the Hulupu tree. The Anzu bird set his young in the branches of the tree, and the dark maid Lilith built her home in the trunk. This is the very first mention of Lilith ever. What's crazy is that they don't say it's some, some lady somebody that they don't do not know they already know who she is and they, they she's her stories about her are already out there this is the first mention but you have to imagine that to have a story you have to have experience you have to have action you have to have something that took place for a person a storyteller a religious person whatever to speak about right so her story has already happened she's a dark maid why well that's kind of alluding like she has a a prelude already right but this is the mm-hmm. first written ever about her. It's pretty freaking cool. So that's Lilith's first mention ever to humanity, unless we find something else that's older, which they probably would be if it's still, you know, if it's not destroyed or anything like that. So she's out there. She's out and about already. So a lot of times people say that Inanna is Lilith and Lilith is Inanna. So you'll find that, for example, when you tell a story about something, there may be a profound character or object that is tied with that story that later on a hundred years a thousand years maybe another culture will say that one individual character is that story or that is their story for example brian andrew james mike are keepers of the word but somebody may say well keepers of the word is its own thing but these guys had something to do with it you know later on because they don't know us so this is where you get kind of like this, the names, or oh, she was this, she was that. No, but they intertwined all the time. Maybe they had similar attributes, you know? Like here, Inanna's kind of annoyed now because Inanna, in this story, wanted to make a throne. And she wanted to grow this tree. And after the tree was grown, she was going to make it into a throne. And she was upset that, <laughs> that one, the Anzu bird was in there with all, you know, it's a fire-breathing bird, basically the phoenix. This is the first phoenix. 
And then you have, which is everlasting life. So now you have everlasting life and you have a wisdom tree and you have Lilith. Go figure. Okay. Hmm. Prove me wrong. Right. Um, so at the end of that, basically you have, um, in, in Inanna complaining to Gilgamesh, Hey, I, I got this bird that's in my tree that's bringing fire. Well, let me get near it. And Lilith is in it, and there's a serpent in it. Can you help me out? And this is one of the things that uh, Gilgamesh goes and does. He puts on his helmet. He puts on his big axe. And he goes over there, and he has a conversation. And uh, Lilith's like, no, nah, I ain't going to leave. You can't get me out of this tree. This is a, this is a pretty, pretty strong tree. And he shakes the tree, and he hits him with his axe, and, man, they bail. You know, so these are all stories that become their own mythology stories, you know. So there's a lot of stuff there. Now, just to wrap this up, because I'm going to pass over to Mike here, because I want to hear what Mike's got, is we're going to talk about Eve really quick. So Eve first comes about in the in the book of the Bible, um, Genesis 2.21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he, God, took one of his ribs, Adam's ribs, and close up the flesh instead thereof. Then it says, Genesis 22:22, And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. What's really cool is that this little sentence right here, people, you know, they always say that there's paintings everywhere of, of Adam being created, and then, you know, Adam's laying down asleep, and then God pulls out a rib and then makes Eve right next to him. Uh, Eve was made somewhere else because Adam was in the destination spot that they wanted him to be in. So they make, they take his rib and they create Eve somewhere else because they bring her back to Adam. So it's crazy. So now you have a God, right, that now took Adam, placed him inside of a garden, a walled garden that he can no longer get out like a puppy pen. And then now he wants a... uh, uh, counterpart. So they, they will make him one and they bring it and they place her now inside his puppy pen. It's really cool, right? All these interesting facts that nobody ever talks about. Why is the garden walled? How come they couldn't? They didn't want them to get out, maybe, you know, mess with stuff that's on the outside. Some maybe. other stuff getting in. Or Do some other stuff getting in. you think that's where yeah. that whole ferment idea was first um, incorporated? You're talking about the firmament? Mm hmm. You're talking about the heaven and the earth, the separation? The line yes. or, the, or the ceremonial magic with the circle. So do you feel the dot? that Eden was that too? It was in its own little. Okay. So protected with, with this, you have the micro macrocosm and, and it'll mm-hmm. go forever. You can apply it to anything. Uh, but do I specifically think that it came from that? I mean, it was a circle. We do know it was a circle. It was a walled in circle. Adam actually in, it's not the key of treasures because they're already gone. I want to say it's in the book of Adam and Eve. They, um, he, before Adam's there, before Lilith is even there, this is when he's checking out the animals. Uh, he walks around, he says that he finds a rock that he's never seen before. He's never seen the shape of this rock and he wants to walk around it. So he takes his hand, he touches the rock and he tries to walk around it. And he ended up in the same spot. And he was so confused by that. And then he was like, I can't wait for the angels to come back because I want to ask him, how come I can't walk around this rock? And then the rock is so big, he doesn't really realize. And plus, he's not too too smart yet, right? Here you have him naming animals. But he has no wisdom. So how can he name animals if he has no wisdom? Which is really weird, right? Mm. So 
he finds that rock, you know, so they're, they're inside of a circle. You know, does that symbolize the firmament? I mean, you could actually see it as that because it would be heaven on the inside or a, a sacred space, and the outside would be the profane. So when you have ceremonial magic, you have the practitioner, which would be the dot for all you masons out there, would be the dot inside, the I am, right? God said I am, right? How many times a day do you guys say I am? If you don't, say it because you are, okay? And then follow it with some positive stuff. Right, right. So basically, you know, the practitioner is the dot in the middle. And the circumference, the circle going around it, is the, the limitation of man. So you can say that the outside would be space, negative space, darkness, the unknown, what the untangible, which he cannot touch, shouldn't touch. He can, but it's not safe. So that would be, I would say yes, because Adam is inside, and Adam is that one single practitioner. And he's being helped by angels. And but 99% of the time, if you are inside of a center of a, of a circle and you're conducting magic, it's some type of angel or demon that you're messing with. So, yeah, Mike, I would say yes. I actually like that. I've never thought about that. Hmm. Well, I, I, going back to Adam, uh, what I found was Adam isn't called by name until nearly the end of chapter two. Uh, but before that, he's simply just known as the man, right? And his name is actually a clever play on words. Adam is created from the dust of the ground, usually interpreted as earth or clay. Right. And the Hebrew word for uh -huh. ground is Adama. Mm -hmm. So Adam's name is basically dirt. Right. <laughs> uh, so that, that I mean, when, when we look back at um, his creation, we know that he is made of clay, right? And we know that there's any, there's other civilizations and other, you know, creation stories that have uh, kind of the same process correct um going right. towards lilith um in jewish mythology and folklore lilith is a raven-haired demon who preys on helpless newborn infants and seduces unsuspect unsuspecting men using their wasted seed to spawn hordes of demon babies lilith that sounds really crazy to me right um, known as Adam's rebellious first wife, um, also the soulmate of Samael, the demon king. Yeah, she's, uh, so that she's goes down to so many different. Yes, that goes down to a whole other. All. Yeah, yeah, whole other branch right there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but long before Judaism claimed her, Lilith-like demons were haunting the nightmares of ancient Sumerians, Assyrians, and Babylonians. Male and female demons called Lilu and Lilitu respectively appeared in like like what you just said the Sumerian epic of Gil Gilgamesh and also the Mesopotamian goddess Lamashtu was a winged demon that tormented women during childbirth causing miscarriages and stole breastfeeding babies so that's another thing that could have been borrowed right um Lilith as Adam's first wife the Canaanites and Hebrews and Israelites undoubtedly absorbed some of the Lilithu, Lamashtu, demonology. Although the only mention of a Lilith in the Hebrew Bible, um, I believe Isaiah 34, 14, in which the prophet describes a barren wilderness laid waste by God's final judgment. Um, and I believe this is a quote, wildcats shall, wild shall meet hyenas, goat demons shall greet each other. There too, the Lilith shall repose and find herself a resting place. Hey. <laughs> right. Um, 
the word Lilith um, translates as screeching owl. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why she has owls on also, either side of her on a lot of the statues right. and stuff. Yeah. And I believe um, she was also let's see, immediately be let's see, according to the Lilith and Adam um, began to quarrel, right? When she insisted that Lilith lie beneath him during sex. Yes. Uh, she wasn't having it, replying, no, you lie beneath me. We are both equal. She said it was both her turn. Us, right. Both so, of us are from the earth. Right. Um, this part is what tripped me out. Lilith storms off, pronouncing the ineffable name of God. Yeah. And flying away. Um, yeah. Then God sent three angels after Lilith named Senoi, San Senoi, and Semangelov. Semangelov, yeah. Semangelov. Sorry, that's a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Who demanded that she return. By that point, she had already slept with Samael and vowed that she would not harm the human offspring of Adam and Eve if they wrote her name on a protective amulet during childbirth. So this, Otherwise, she'd, ha- right. she'd have uh, dominion over newborn human babies during the first weeks of their life. So this uh, succubus or succubi really plays many different roles in many different stories, but they're all technically the same story. Correct. And And, they're old. They're like one of the oldest stories on the planet. Correct. And you know, what's funny is I was a while back. I remember telling my, my mother-in-law, Hey, you know, Adam's first wife is technically Lilith. And she didn't believe me. She's like, what are you serious? No way. You know? And then I showed, you know, I showed her some, some text and she was, she was, really amazed that this was actually a thing, right? So a lot of people don't know about Lilith. Right. Um, anything else to add to that? Chance? Yes. Okay. So a lot. <laughs> you, you, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a lot. Just the fact that you got Sanoi, Sansanoi, and Semegalov is awesome because these three are very instrumental in understanding the story of what took place. And the only thing that's kind of left out because it is changed is where she tells Adam, hey, they, they sit up, basically, because they were doing their thing. Lilith was laying down. They sit up. And she goes, hey, lay down. <laughs> I want to give it a go. And he goes, no, I don't like it like that. I like to be on top. And she goes, well, we're made equally, just like you said. We're made from the dirt. We're made equally. We split apart, you know, from my, your back and whatever, blah, blah. And he goes, no, I don't like it when you do that. I don't like it. So I want to do this again. And he grabs her by the forearm or by the upper arm to attempt to force her down. That's when she says the 114 letter name, the true uh, name of God. Uh, She rises up in the air and then she flies over the walls of Eden. And then Adam flips his ever living S H I T because he had never seen anything like that. He can't do that. He's never heard that name before. Things acted all crazy. I was just going to say, why does she know that name? Yes. Okay, so this is something that when I found this, it blew my mind. And I was in junior high. And I'm like, whoa, this is something. Like, this is really something. So I've spent, I don't know, how old am I now? Don't don't say how old I am. 54. Yeah, 54. But like, so I spent like half a lifetime with these three people researching, 
studying, I can attest to the creation myths from this guy next to me. Uh, he printed out a probably two phone books worth of creation myths uh, because I was obsessed. And I went and I collected two phone, phone books uh, worth. And uh, he was nice enough to print it out for me. I really appreciate it. And I still have them, actually. It was a lot of paper. It was a lot of paper. <laughs> it was like four stacks of brand new things of paper. Okay, so let's go to Sanoi, Sam, uh, Sanoi, and Semengelov. These three would, would finish each other's sentences. So one would speak, one would finish the middle, and one would finish the end in synchronicity. And it says that these three cannot be bartered with, they cannot be charmed, they cannot be nothing. They, uh, sex doesn't work for them. Nothing works. Libations, nothing. You cannot give them anything. It doesn't work. What's really weird is when they speak, even in the sentence that you read in the text, you're like, those are androids. I was going to say, they're, they're very robotic, right? They're extremely robotic in how they speak. They have almost like no emotion. They don't care. All they want to do is follow the rules. And the rule is that they got, they said, we have an order from God. God told us to come retrieve you because Adam is upset. He's lamenting. He's pulling his hair out. He's throwing dust on top of his head. He's pounding his chest. And he's throwing himself off of cliffs. He's drowning himself in rivers. He's feeding himself to a lion. He's, he's killing himself. And they're like, we can't have this. Um, so you have to come back. That's, that, that's it. And then Lilith goes, I have a pact with God. That's why I flew out. And then they flip their lid. And it's almost like they can't compute what's going on. They start mumbo-jumboing. Like, what do you mean you have a pack? Right. Like, and then they stop, and then they start talking amongst each other in sounds, which is really freaking cool. Okay? So after they talk to each other in sound, they leave because they, they cannot break God's commandment. So if God gave a commandment to Lilith and they break it, they're done. They physically can't do it. So they go back to God, and they said, hey, man, she says that she has a covenant, a, a, a pact with you. And he says, oh, you know what? Just forget about it. End of story. That's all you get. Forget about it. And all the angels go, excuse me, what? And then that's it. That's the last page. Mm. And it's like so it's nuts. A, right. So there's an allusion to something. but It's an illusion no that Lilith was hanging out with God and yes. had his true name or... Uh, another angel gave that true name, but that had to be really high. The lower angels did not know his true name. Okay, so when she fled uh, the Garden of Eden, she went to the Dead Sea Scroll, the Dead, the Dead Sea area. I always see scrolls, the Dead Sea area, and this Which is where I'm sorry, Nod, right? Where the land of Nod? You know, land of Nod could be a lot of places, a lot of speculation. A lot of people believe that that's where the uh, the Aryan race was at, land of Nod, up in north, the Nordic. They say that, but it could be. Uh, I've heard China. It was. It was. I've east heard so, of Eden. That's what we know, right? It was land of Nod was east of Eden, right? So well, technically, you're looking at China, Persia, or right, Persia, China, you know? and there was a lot of weird stuff out there. Weird, like weird, what, James. What weird, kind of like weird so. We there's demons, about? and then there's demons who talk about that they don't like what's out there. <laughs> so like, what? yeah, they don't travel freely in that area. Um, land of Nod is also associated with Cain. Cain went to yes. Land of Nod. And he went building cities, and he, he roamed freely over there. So that kind of is like, hmm, 
what's over there, you know? Um, but a lot of stuff uh, does say China. A lot of people think that uh, the Cain's uh, mark was not growing a beard. Imagine that. Back in the day, nobody had a shaved face. And the only people who had shaved faces were angels, demons, and something in between. So a lot of people think the mark of Cain, everybody can see it. Everybody can see it from far away. And if you saw an adult man with no beard, because you didn't, you never cut your hair. You didn't do it. So that most likely was his his mark. You will not find that in any other book. If you do, please shoot me a text. Let me know what book that is. Um, that is my personal find right there, my personal opinion. Um, I would love to know if anybody wrote about that so I can be upset. But, um, yeah. So she had she went there and basically dwelled with Azazel and uh, a bunch of other angels that were in in the uh, the land of I guess you can call it Nod. I mean Nod was it? Well, Nod. Would, I mean, what is it? Uh, the Dead Sea is like west of Eden, so that's where she went. Yeah, she flew out. You know, because you, you're talking about like Iraq area, Assyria area. Let's see. Uh, so she went over there, learned all kind of type of magic and skills, and, and all kind of stuff that she can use to to protect herself. So here you you talk about uh, Lilith having all these evil powers, right? Pestilence and sickness and everything around her. Um, they were defense mechanisms. So as soon as she left the Garden of Eden, the only reason why that she went to um, the Dead Sea area is because that was the only place that could protect her from God. Because God had a deal with them. I'll leave you alone. You stay here. And I stay over here. And we leave each other alone. Because they already had a, the bang out. They already fought. So this is the first fall. Okay. So you have Lucifer. You have his whole crew that are diehard. Um, they, they completely broke away. And they're creating their own. They're not sitting in dirt. I want you guys to know this. They are not sitting in dirt. Um, so I know I've seen some pictures of them sitting in caves and dirt. It's like, no. Um. So yeah, yeah so have these advanced beings just chilling. And right, hurt, man. They're like the top tier too. Like they're exactly. not just yeah. You have like all generals, and all of a sudden like, they broke away from the Roman army. You think they're gonna go back to slums? No, they're gonna build their own thing. So they were doing their own thing. So we'll get more into uh, the demons and who's who and who's doing what in this early time period uh, with another episode that we're gonna do. That would so. probably be better for the cave situation. That's right. right. Yeah, the yeah. cave will be directly dealing with it. I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about the cave. It's, uh, very juicy. Yeah, you guys keep listening. Keep listening. <laughs> yeah, we have a the, whole lot more for you. A whole lot did you more. Get to the anti-Lilith amulets and incantation yes. bowls. Yes, we can. So, can you These. bring up the 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 uh, the lullabies? So, a lullaby, lullaby is what we sing for our children so they go to sleep. A lullaby is literally meaning Lilith go bye bye. Mm-hmm. So the Sinoi, Sansanoi, and Semegloth are the three amulets, or the, what's it called, the, the bassinet, with the, the little thing that spins around. I always forget the name of this thing. Mike? forget the name of it, too, but I know it goes over the bassinet. Yeah, it's got, it's got music, circles, and then so. there's things that dangle that are supposed to, they're animals now, but they're supposed to be the, these they three. Like sigils or something. They're sigils, yeah. yeah. Um, even Jew- Jewish custom, uh, they, they actually have a scroll that goes near the baby. Um, they put it on the crib, and then it'll be above. There'll be a bunch of stuff around. The house is protected. 
the room will be protected. I believe babies are 10 days, eight days. I'm sorry. Males are eight days and females are 20 for infants. So yeah, she wanted to go after the males and just, just to talk about this, uh, why she's eating babies, right? Um, everybody's like, ah, oh, she's a baby killer. Ah, oh, she's just doing it for fun. Ah, uh, she's not. It's not, it's actually retribution. So Sanoi, Sansanoi, and Semegalov actually threaten her. So she's laying on her back with a huge, gigantic, oversized belly pumping out demons as she's talking to them. Okay? Wow. Yeah. And so they're literally pumping out, pumping out. And the other demons try to step in. And Sanoi, Sansanoi, and then Semegalov go, you don't want none of this. Back off. (laughs) And they go, cool. (laughs) Because what they are, they're like militarized. You know, they're, they sent an, a convoy to go get her back. And so she's having a battle of words, and I know something you don't know, homie. You better go check with your boss because your boss made this deal with me. And basically she's pumping out these babies, and they say, we're going to kill your babies here. And she goes, for every child of mine that you kill, I will kill a 100 of Adam's children. So this is why if she went around killing all these babies, it's because – her babies got killed. So there was a war. There was kind of like a cold war that was going on that wasn't so too hot. There was a couple times where there was like cities they would go into and just create pandemonium and mayhem. And, and then got to be like, yeah, I can't have that, dude. Go down there. And they would kind of box it out a little bit. And then they would just leave the town and be decimated. It's pretty crazy. There's, I believe it's Book of Jubilees. They have the, the angels from the first fall walk into a town. And the town removes their clothes and has an orgy. In the center with everything. Just everybody's going at it. And at the end, they have them kill each other. It's pretty crazy. Good good times, man. Um, So we went over a lot here. We have the three angels that are amazing. Just just the three angels alone. Um, I have never really seen these three angels in any other text. Um, I've seen them in magical texts. That's very different than... Uh, a mythology story or something like that or a religious text, but more of magical what, text, their names are What in. book would would that be in? What? what? Where you saw their names. For magical or for, I mean, yeah, the Talmud, Midrash, the, well, any, any, anything with the, the demons, Solomonic magic, um, hmm. uh, major, minor, arcana, okay. uh, I don't think the Picatrix or... Yeah, Abigail uh, has that. But um, there is a bunch of stuff. All right, so let's see. We have some questions here, Mike. Do you want to read some questions? You know what? I don't have my Twitter open. Okay. If you if you got them, go for it. Okay, so I have here. Which which one are we going to read here? Okay. Well, for, for, first, let's start off. Let's start off with some shout-outs real quick. Who who we have in the chat? Let me see. Turn. Michelle. I think that's about it. That's about it for now. So yeah, go. Once you go in right there. Oh, we got, we got Mike, uh, Michael, Michael mascara. Sanders. We got mascara up in here watching. What else have we got? So we have. Is it Michelle? Michelle. It's Michelle. The serpent was Samael, right? I found something about Lilith being involved too. What do you think about that? Yeah. So you know, the serpent. They, they've had a, a whole gambit of people be you know the serpent it was lucifer it was satan but satan's is a title satan can be gabriel gabriel was satan for a while you know and he delivered jesus 
So go figure, right? Um, so you have the uh, serpent was Samuel. A lot of people say it was, but, you know, Samuel, could he have gotten into there? Yeah, he was kind of high up, but there's a lot of other people that were way high up. But you've got to remember this, too. You know, there were angels that were supposed to be sitting there watching them 24-7. So the snake knew who was watching them. I want you guys to know that. Um, let's see. Mario says, those three angels that went after Lilith do not possess Hebrew names. So I'm wondering where they come from. But yeah, it's going to be Sumerian or before. Easy. So a lot of stuff like that. I when was you... going to say that. Sumerian or before. Cor- correct. For sure. Because their names don't sound anything like what you would hear, like Mikael or right. Raphael. N- nothing like that. I- I'll tell you the majority of my demonology work, the majority of my angels and demons work, in whatever shape or form I have done that in, is um, I went to Sumerian texts. And it is pretty crazy with the stuff that you could end up reading. Um, you can find out who they are, their attributes and characteristics, and kind of follow them across the board as they change. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, what's up, Mascara? I hear you. I see you. Um, Is it Samuel in Jewish, in Jewish lore of the angel of death? Again, it's, it's a title. You know what I'm saying? It's like a construction worker. Bob is a construction worker. Bob is not the construction worker. He's a construction worker. Um, so death would be a title for sure. Cause you had, you had the angel of death. Um, a lot of times it was interchanged. Uh, you had the angel of death that was going through, uh, with Moses with all the lamb blood on, on the, um, the doors in, uh, Egypt or the, the night when all the firstborn died, you know, that was an angel. You go, Oh, it's death. It's super scary. No, it was an angel. And God said, go kill all the firstborn. So, so you're you're saying Satan is a similar, like Satan it's, it's, it's is a title. title. Satan like, is like a, a title. general or a it whatever. Is a, Satan, like Satan means the accuser, the great accuser the of the Lord, and he is a prosecutor in the court of God. So if you look at a court system, literally a courtroom, it is set set up specifically to uh, be a micro version of the macro version of the court in heaven. God would be the judge. You have the defender, which would be Michael, and then you would have the prosecutor, who would be Satan, Shamael, Satanel, whatever all the different names you want to call him, you know? He has a ton of names, but Satan, or the great accuser, his job was to bring crimes against the accused who was standing in court. So his job was not to lie, and, you know, Lucifer never really lied. He he was telling the truth. Um and something else I want to point out, too, it's, it's pretty funny that most people don't realize this, but, like, Lucifer, let's say there's Lucifer, right? The devil, Lucifer, Lucifer, right? You know, wherever people want to call him, like, oh, he's the devil. He would know the Bible inside out better than any preacher, any priest, anything like that, because he's waiting for you to mess up. That's his job. So when he got booted out of the court, he just came down here and kind of kept doing his own thing with a twist, you know? Um, see, do we have any... We got Mario. What about Samuel and his son from, yeah, I see him. Zenu, yeah, he's known as Chow Chow. Yeah, see, look at, so when you get into stuff like this, this is the rabbit hole, man. So when you start getting into the time period about the Moors in Spain, um, the names just go bonkers. They go bonkers. 
They make up all kind of stories and all kind of cool stuff, all kind of names. Um, it gets really hard to track those individual demons. And if they are attributed or, or attached to something that is from before, you know, usually all the major gods you can follow across the map through Roman culture, Greek culture, you know, all that good stuff. But um, when you get down to the itty gritty stuff, um, it's mainly going to be Persian, Sumerian, you know, from Iraq, all, any of those areas over there from where Sumeria was at. That's where the, you know, Pazuzu and all that stuff, that's where they were all at. That's where they dwelled at. Um, everybody's like, don't go over there. They got things that go in the sky with fire underneath them. It's like crazy. So, you know, you imagine that as a human being, you can see things flying in, in the sky at nighttime that are balls of light and they're coming down in one place. You're not going to go there, you know. That's why I always like the Indian names. Death Mountain. <laughs> What's up there? Death. Don't go there, right? Oh, okay. What happened to anybody who, who, who went up there? I don't know. They never came back, man. That's why we call it Death Mountain, dude. <laughs> so you got so, some some names, you know, that are just, you know, the eye eater. When you look at their their demon name and you, you translate it, you know, this guy did eyes for some reason. He was in eyes. He ate eyes, you know. But um, I can't, to be honest, Samuel and his son, I, I don't know. Because that one runs off for me there. Um, wasn't Satan also considered the wrath of God too? Of course, everything is from God, right? So all horrors, all deaths, everything is from God. It's, it's part of the plan. It's just, uh, you know, solve a coagula. So, so it's, it's to destroy, destroy and create. Um, got that one from Another. a Crowley and Godwin book. Uh, Mara, you should text me what book that is, and I can look it up for you. I'll give you a definitive answer <laughs> if you really want me to. So, so are we finding out here that as when, as with a lot of men, their first wife was a little out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, if and you so, want to, br- okay. So right. he needed he needed a second one that was a little a little more tame, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so let, let's he learned let's, his lesson. Let's talk about that. Stop dating the hot Cheeto girls. Right. Let's talk about that, okay? So let's talk about metaphors and how this scenario applies to man. And when I say man, I mean human beings, right? But in this, in this, in this scenario, we have Adam here who is just baffled about what's going on. His chick is gone. She said some crazy name that he couldn't even mutter. She flew up in the air and, and took off. And all these angels keep bringing him back to life, and she's not there, and he kills himself. Death, life, death, life, right? So to me personally, and this has been in books, and people talk about this, and I had a really, 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 really long conversation with a really high, high-up rabbi um, who was really interested into correcting me. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of these things that I was talking about that, that are, are deep in the Talmud and the Midrash and, and all the good stuff. And, um, this guy was a cool guy. He was, uh, became a friend of mine. Um, so we, we would talk about, about a lot, a lot of the mysteries of the Jewish faith. Um, but he was saying that this is a metaphor for man when he's young mm. and he needs to sow his, what's, what's the word? So is, uh, Royal Oats. Royal Oats, right? So this is man experimenting with sex and experimenting with a partner, whatever that partner is, however she looks, whatever color she is, whatever style she is to, to you know, adapt to nowadays. You know, she was emo. She was a Christian. She was, you know, rockabilly, whatever, right? 
man oh. goes through that, right? We go, we have a girlfriend, and the next one's different, and then it changes us, right? We, we grow. And then in the end, we settle down with something that's probably not as eccentric, maybe. Maybe not as shock and awe as some of the girls. For example, there's girls that we do not bring home to mom, and there are girls that we do, right? Now, here, and this is, look it, I love Lilith just as much as I love Eve, Okay, but this is just the picture that's painted. Okay, I'm not going to go into depth. And I believe that she defended herself. You know what I'm saying? And and she did. And she gave him an out and they didn't want it. I get it. But in this overall, right. So this is man exploring his avenues to really figure out what he likes and what he wants. You know, and 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 also how he could be compatible. Because here he has a fight with his 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 companion here and she breaks up with him. And leaves and does not want to come back. His homies go and be like, oh, man, he really misses you. You got to come back. Nah. He's throwing himself off cliffs. Right. <laughs> you know, he's been, he's, been a little, he's been a little boy here and he's crying and, you know, and, and, and the homies like, dude, we can't hang out with this guy no more. Come back. And she's like, I'm done. And they're like, all right, cool, whatever. So they go back and what they do, they console him until he has another girlfriend, you know. And then they go, look, we're going to make him another girl. And what do guys do? Come on, bro. We're going to go out. We're going to take you out. We're going to find you another chick. Like, that's going to solve anything, right? Because that was your biggest problem, right? Yeah. We don't want, what is that what we do? We jump in the next problem. We, we move all of our emotions and all of our problems over for the next person. You know? And th- this is what we, we get the term, break the cycle. You know? So this is how, I believe this is just that metaphor. Because you, you want to imagine, too, you have all these characters in the Bible, in the Sumerian text, and whatever you want to look at, right? There's all these characters and they all are they all have attributes and, and stand for something virtue hatred envy whatever you want to talk about but in in the in the overall um um he he he, he uh i'm sorry i just got distracted here thanks Drew. um he basically see i don't even know what i'm saying <laughs> well how about how about we get into eve eve let's do eve i love eve all right. All right. So, and, and Eve, um, and so basically, she was brought to, 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 to man, right? And so Eve is called his helper. This is the first time that we hear of a woman being man's helper, to be subservient to man, because she was made from his rib. That way she's more subservient to him. You hear all this, you know. I grew up in the Catholic Church, and this is what they taught me. Right, that she's supposed to be subservient to man and to know what's best for him and and to know right. the answers that he can't come up with. That's you know that to help him basically. And then this is what we also get um, you know behind every great man is an even greater woman, right? And if you don't have one, you got a mom that's kicking you in the butt, telling you to do something or be better, or do something like that. So yeah. you know, again, these metaphors, these metaphors. I remember what I was talking about. So these metaphors basically are life lessons. So that's what the Bible is. You know, the Bible is, hey, man, if you haven't run into this yet, this is the scenario. Run it through your head, and this is the outcome that we think is the best one for for the individual. And if you like it, stick with it. If you don't, you're going to learn. And and if whatever, you create your own outcome. But that's what the Bible is. You know, it says don't kill your neighbor. You know, I don't go around killing my neighbors. So I, I know that one. You know, but there's maybe another one that I don't know. And I'm like, damn, I never thought about that. I've never engaged in that experience or, or that scenario. I never had that experience. So that can tell you that, you know. So with Eve, uh, what do you got? Do you have anything for Eve, Mike? You know what? I was I was busy looking at 
I went down the rabbit hole of Lilith and found a whole bunch of junk. I wasn't even interested in Eve. I'm like, eh, she's the rib, you know. I didn't really find anything on Eve other than what we know from the Bible where she was taken from his side and then created. And again, like you said, to be, to be subservient to man. So that's all I have on my end. Uh, right. So there's a lot of Eve. And then, you know, whether people say, well, that was written, you know, way after by Christian writers and to make a more romantic thing for Eve and, and, and Adam and stuff like that. There's a book of Adam and Eve. There's uh, Jubilees. There's the Cave of Treasures. So she's still acting, you know, and we're, we're going to get into um, something else in another episode where we are going to dive into that. Um, she does grow her hair really long, which is really, really cool. And all the daughters have their hair super long to where they have to tie it and they have to form um, like braids. Basically, it's really, really cool. Um, I, I, you know, in, in the book of uh, the Cave of Treasures, you, you can kind of really see where she's a mother figure. And not just for the children, but for for Adam, you know, because Adam is 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 distraught. He is broken, you know, and and he, you know, at at nighttime, just to go into it really quick at nighttime, he would go up on top of the cave and he would stare out towards Eden and he can see the direction of Eden. Um, Just to let you guys know, the Cave of Treasures um, is out there for free to read. You go to sacredtext.com, which is probably 90% of the text that I've downloaded from is from this specific website, and it's called The Cave of Treasures. Mm. Um, and that will be our next episode, right? We're gonna that will be our next episode, and I am going to dive into this one, and people are just going to be like, you're a heretic. Like, it, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> it also talks about, um, like we, we briefly talked about the fact that Adam actually died multiple times but it talks about the fact that the both of them so they both did that so yeah. so you know lamenting if you guys ever look up lamentation or lamenting you hear that a lot in the bible right um and they lamented before the god before before god you know or or whatever so lamenting is when you you cast your body down on the ground like you throw yourself on the you you literally you're, you're a 7 year old having a temper tantrum throwing your feet on the ground kicking the ground punching the ground pulling your hair out acting like an ape you know, taking, grabbing dirt, picking it up, smashing the dirt on yourself, on top of your head, and throwing yourself, you know. So, um, but yeah, they do. So after they get kicked out of the, the garden, um, Eve is, is really upset as well. Um, they drown themselves. They throw, dash themselves up on rocks. Um, they do a bunch, a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, tree bat, you've been reading. Uh, so, uh, Dreebat says, how about Adam refusing to lay with Eve for 130 years? Uh, but this, why? This is true. Uh, because, well, he was, uh, he was a little mad at her. Uh, so he would also, I don't know if you, if you got that from the Cave of Treasures, he would sleep on top of the cave. Um, what's really even more jacked up is that he wasn't in there with his children. I mean, he was, and he, he was engaging with them. But he was really mentally broken. And on top of that, while he would be on top of the Cave of Treasures, over the entrance, um, he was meditating. He would float and meditate. I know. I didn't say it. I just read it. But they would basically be sitting up there. He would be sitting up there and having a conversation with the fallen angels. What's really cool is the fallen angels cannot step foot on this mountain. They cannot step foot on it for some reason they kind of don't go into it but they know where the line's at 
and they sit right at the edge of the line and they have a quiet conversation with Adam every night. And he asks them all the questions that God would not answer. And they just go to town. And they're like, this is that or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then the other angels, God's angels, would come down and they would just disappear. They'd, they'd be out. And they're like, we know you're talking to them. And he goes, and what? What do you want me to do, dude? They're here. They haven't, <laughs> they haven't said anything mean to me. They haven't done anything mean. They're just telling me things. Like what? And then he would kick me out. Right, right. Well, they relocated. So I like to say that he got kicked out of his father's house, but his father got him an apartment. And it's called the Cave of Treasures. No joke, man. <laughs> um, this is, you know, later he'll, he'll be buried here. This is where he buries. You know, he's about 900-something years old, 960 or something like that when he when he dies. Um, and I forget how old Eve is when she dies. It, um, he is older than Eve because he's been a, alive longer. Um, and she is alive after he, he, he passes away. So um, they go into his how they bury him, what's in his tomb what they lay him with and uh, what they lay him with is very, very, very specific, which will um, come up. I think a lot of people would recognize what that is, how the importance of that um, for religious movements or some countries and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll dive into that one too. Um, but excuse me, Eve, you know, Eve is this, is this person that has now been made from a man. So God didn't make her from the ground. You know, he made her from Adam. And so now they go about and he basically show he loves her. You know, he loves her and he shows her, look at all these animals, man. I did this. I did that. Look at this. I, I made a pile of rocks. First pile of rocks ever. You know, like he's showing her all these things. He shows her the wall, you know, the rock that you can't walk around. Ooh, you know, that's all he's got, you know. And <laughs> I mean, think about it. This is nothing. Everything's new. So that's all he's got. You know, they're in a childlike mentality, which is really cool. And then um, I do want to talk about Eve and the tree. So we'll, we'll speed up. You know, they go around. They're naked. They're frolicking. They're doing their stuff. They're copulating. They're doing all kind of stuff like that, right? So she sees the tree, okay? Is there any other reference to references to Eve and a tree um, well, we did talk about Inanna and Lilith, right? And Inanna and the Halupu tree, where Inanna goes out into this river. So after uh, they leave the Garden of Eden, once they get kicked out, she does stand in a river that's right near the Garden of Eden, which is the Euphrates. It is one of them. And she stands in there for I forget how long. So this reference of a woman standing in the river um, is just the same it's the same over and over so inanna was annoyed with lilith and eve is annoyed with lilith and they both stood in the river so you see these echoes these macro micro reflections these echoes that go through all humanity forever we have these many stories that will not leave us you know um let's see yeah there, there's there's so many so much stuff out there um, so the whole story with, with Eve, Eve is chilling, hanging out, and starts talking with the serpent that can speak. Um, in other versions, uh, the serpent has legs and arms. I just want to point that out. Some people get shocked by that. Um, there are talks of 
different types of humanoid beings that are out there, uh, a reptile and ants, believe it or not, the ant brothers. Uh, that's something else that you see in world mythology. Um, so there are other animal races that are out there that do interact with, with humans and stuff. But um, So yeah, the, the, the serpent had um, two arms and two legs and could talk, and it was intelligent. Um, it's only afterwards when he gets in trouble with God, God says, I'm going to take away your arms and your legs so that you crawl and eat dirt, and that shall be your life he's upset and he took away the speech so um a lot of back in the days they thought that the serpents were, would eat dirt because they would slither on the ground and they would eat dirt but they were just really eating bugs and stuff go figure hmm. that's interesting do you have anything else over there for eve no that that's it that's all i had for eve um i think we uh we covered a lot with lilith and adam I think what's what will be left was would be for the cave of treasures because it sounds there's like a whole nother whole bunch of like oh, yeah. chapters in regards to you know what happened after they were expelled, which I know we we all want to get into, but we have to save that for we're going to save that so. for the cave of treasures because that that's the beginning of the cave of treasures is them physically being removed and having the cherub that faces every which way direction with a flaming sword um, in the pathway back to. The Garden of Eden, which is most likely going to be a meteor, but we will talk about that later. Sounds good to me. <laughs> well, uh, I think we will cut it right here and uh, save it for the rest. All right, all right, all right. Does anybody have any anything else to? I do. I have some shout-outs, man. Go for it, dude. So we have a buddy named Shane. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Shane. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Shane. Happy birthday, Shane. And he may not be listening because he's partying. He's a brother. He hangs out with us. And, um, yes. <laughs> well, happy birthday, man. Hope you have a great one. Um, any other <laughs> shout-outs you want to give out there? As usual, just want to give a shout out to each and every person out there trying to be a better version of yourself tomorrow than you were today. All the brothers at the Montebello, <clears throat> Montebello Whittier Lodge, three two three. All the brothers out at Channel Islands Lodge. Um, how about you, Mike? Pan America Lodge, North Hollywood Lodge, Oxnard Lodge, South Pasadena Lodge. What's up? Uh, I think I have another shout-out, too. I'm going to say I have a shout-out. By the way, that was a happy birthday out to Mascara. That was Mascara, yeah. Let's see. I got a Jeremy Gaffney, who is uh, a brother from, hold on one he's, second. He's in he's, Pennsylvania. I believe. He's in a Washington Lodge, 70. And uh, I believe CT was at Connecticut, right? Connecticut. Connecticut. Connecticut connection, huh? We're brothers, uh, I believe, Enemy the Illest, and uh, not that they are out of, well, I don't know if that exact same lodge. I don't know if that, that lodge, yeah. He says that lodge is yeah. like 200 years old. I'm like, that's pretty darn Ooh. cool. But, uh, yeah, I've been talking with the guy. The guy's a pretty cool guy. So thank you for giving me uh, some questions over my way. And uh, what's up, man? Hope to talk to you soon. Right on, right on. Well, let me go ahead and do the closing. 
everybody thank you for tuning in however you are watching this comment below and let us know what your favorite part of the show was for questions regarding the show content ideas booking inquiries or just simply just to say hello visit the contact page at keepersoftheword.net thank you all and i'll see you on the next show ladies good night